Welcome to a Tuesday, August 9th edition of the Elephants in the Room. Staying on track. Staying on track. Staying reliable. And we are here to talk about, I guess, the story of the day. Story of the week. And that is the Live Tour lawsuit against the PGA Tour that was partially resolved today. Yes, give the people what they want. Well, I, is there was there another another legal? I just think thing it's that interesting that we are so on top of it that we had a Sunday episode and we talked about this massive spending bill and the uh, and the money to get more FBI agents to go after Grandma for IRS, selling her used IRS whatever agents. for selling her used furniture, and then the next day we have a huge story about the FBI invading Trump and no one's talking about the giant bill. This is... I, I, every adjective has already been used and we don't really want to use this episode to kind of rehash everything nah. that's already been said. We talked about it last night, a, a lot last night, along with, you know, I'm sure everyone else who was glued to the news going, I can't believe that this happened. Um... There's a couple of things that I want to highlight first. Um, the first is is that the overwhelming, uh, the largest fact is that there aren't many. <laughs> um, we're still really in the dark about exactly what took place, why it took place, um, why it needed to take place. Um, we understand that there were 10 boxes of stuff that was removed from the FBI. We know that the Secret Service was uh, told by the FBI a little bit before, uh, a little bit before um, the raid happened that the FBI was coming on down, plainclothes officers. It wasn't, you know, the helicopters overhead, <laughs> motorboats storming on shore. It wasn't cinematic. This was supposed to be a very quiet, surreptitious, get in, get the documents, and get out. The All funny that? thing about that is, is that what did, they, what did they think President Trump was going to do. He was he wasn't going to say anything about it. That they like this was the funny thing. Like they said, like they they're talking about you know that they they really wanted to keep this as low key as possible. But but what do you what, but what do you think the world's largest self promoter is going to do when he sees a golden opportunity to call out the FBI for as far as we know was it completely one hundred percent unnecessary raid to get a couple of documents that, you know, I mean, maybe there, maybe there are some classified documents, maybe not. I mean, is this, all, is this really all, all going to come down to the National Archivist of the United States going, I want these documents and I should be able to control and tell the DOJ to do whatever, do whatever I want them to do until I get them? The most hilarious part of this to me now granted we don't know all the facts and i didn't read all the nitty-gritty but i'm gonna make a joke about it anyway uh does the 
what is it, the National Archives? Do they not have a digital copy of it? Are you telling me that in 2022, we have things that are only on one piece of paper that don't exist in the cloud or something? So that's, that's what I don't understand. And also, who has stacks of paper anymore? Isn't it all in the cloud? Isn't it all in a USB drive or in your Google Drive or your computer or whatever? So there's lots of stuff that gets printed out. There's lots of stuff that's there's notes that are scribbled on. There is actually a lot of paperwork and briefings and whatnot that gets handled. That, and there's only one copy of in the whole world. I I one hundred percent understand what you're saying, but I do want to say that there's that that there is an effort to try to keep as much firsthand material as possible. Like it is important. It is important to keep these documents and it's important to have them on hand at presidential libraries and whatnot for researchers later in time because there is a lot of stuff that goes away be behind lock and key for 50 years. I mean, that's what happened during the 2020 Democrat primary when we wanted to get access to Biden's Senate records and the University of Delaware said, those are behind lock and key for 50 years, nice try. And Biden said, I'm not releasing them. Why would I release those? To give you a fishing expedition, right? So we just don't, we don't, we don't have any of Biden's paperwork for his 50 years in the Senate. Um, but so I, I agree. I mean, I, I think that there's a lot that we could talk about when it comes to how we archive things in the United States and, and how much we should, we should have access to as the people who are paying these people for the, uh, the privilege of them screwing us over on a yearly basis. Um, but back to the FBI raid, that's all that this seems to be. It just seems to be a really heavy-handed attempt to grab some what they believe to be misplaced classified documents. But really, they're looking for something else. They're looking for anything else that implicates Trump in any other criminal matter. Yes. That's really all that this is. Well, MSNBC said it last night. Was it last night? Yeah. That all, they just want to get him on something so that he's not allowed to run anymore. Yes. Now, what are the laws? If you have anything, if you've broken any law and it's been like, recorded or whatever because we obviously know politicians break the law all the time uh but that you've actually been like convicted of it then you're not allowed to run for president you have to have a squeaky clean record is that the law or are they getting him on some weird technical thing that we have in a list it is it's a technicality and i'm glad you brought up this point because um this is this was something that we were talking about which was this seems like a really ticky tack law to enforce. Um, it's, first of all, the President of the United States can declassify whatever the President of the United States wants to declassify. Um, so there, there's a, <laughs> um, you know, there's, there, there, there's a point to be made that, um, that, 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 you know, Donald Trump could have said, well, I, I declassified this. Um, the other thing is is that it looks like there is some law here when it comes to, um, uh, I, I, and I, I want to get this I want to get this correct, um, the 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 exact law. But they're they're going to try to prosecute Trump under the Presidential Records Act, and. And basically what, they're, what, what, what this law says is that if you mishandled classified material, 
and you know took it out of wherever it was improper. You were in improperly hand handling this kind of classified material, and you're convicted of it. Um, then you might be ineligible for office. There's some dispute about this um, because this came up with Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton obviously mishandled classified information because she let it run through her homebrew server, a completely unsecure homebrew server in her home, right? So we've already right, gone where, through this. Where's my FBI raid? And, um, and there was some dispute about whether that, it would, it would probably go to the Supreme Court Honestly, a challenge like that, a case like that would probably go to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court would have to decide. And I'm not a lawyer, but from what I've read, they, people don't, lawyers on both sides of the aisle don't believe at the end of the day that Trump would be barred from running for office under this law because the Constitution doesn't stipulate anything to do with this law as being in, or, or any or breaking any law or any sort of criminal activity as being is being part of the eligibility for president besides the fact like even if it did have have we all seen how slow everything goes like there's no way they'd be able to get it to, through the courts and prosecuted in time for the election so like at best, they're going to be able to have him like under pending litigation. Well, yeah, that's the cra- I mean, that's the thing. They just kind of want. Is is that the goal? They just want to cloud over him that maybe he did something. The thing is, they need to produce something more than just this story because the fact of the matter is, is that Hillary Clinton did this exact same thing. Did this exact same thing. Yep. And, you know, we were talking last night that, you know, maybe maybe this is how they want to take out Trump. Maybe you remember Al Capone. What took out down Al Capone? Tax evasion. Taxes. Taxes. It's always something ticky tack. It's always something like this. It's how you get a big fish. There's not a lot of big fish. But how you generally how you get a big fish is that an I wasn't dotted or a T wasn't crossed somewhere. And if you have enough people who are dedicated to finding that one mistake, that one slip up, the, the law can be a really, really, really tricky, tricky area to, uh, to find yourself in if you end up in this sort of, I mean, what we're dealing with here, which is, you know, a requirement to submit all of his writings to the National Archives is that, I mean, that's that's an FBI raid. That's that's the FBI has nothing else to do except act on behalf of the National Archives to possibly get some information that they need. Possibly, we don't know. See, we don't know. We don't know what they found. Um. You know, obviously, it's just gone completely partisan. Um, naturally. <laughs> naturally. I, I'm interested to see in the polling how the independents break. I'm curious to see because the media, the media, of course, has been hyping this up as, you know, Trump, Trump the criminal, Trump the criminal, Trump the criminal. But the fact of the matter is, is that every time they let anyone on who's even close to the center, they go, well, Hillary did the same thing. And 
believe it or not, our favorite network, CNN, had Andrew McCabe on today. I believe he's now just a, a CNN analyst, Andrew McCabe. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Andrew McCabe, um, he used to be uh, deputy director of uh, the FBI. Um, and uh, he was one of the, uh, the main figures around um, the Steele dossier. So CNN brought on Andrew McCabe. Now, Andrew McCabe was one of the uh, corrupt FBI officials that used all of his power to go against, to go after President Trump. And he was later found lying to the inspector general about some things that he leaked to the media, about covering up some things with the Hillary Clinton email investigation. And he's basically just, just one of the poster children for the corrupt FBI. And he hates Donald Trump. He hates Donald Trump with a passion. This is what he said today about this. On CNN, I think it's unlikely that we'll hear anything specific from the Justice Department until they make the decision to go public with something like an indictment or a charge, and we're not there yet, to be very clear. We don't know that that will ever happen. They may not decide to take any action, but this Justice Department is going to speak only through the public legal documents that might become known if this investigation goes in that direction. This is such a bold, such a disruptive, such an aggressive move. The idea they would do this simply because they weren't getting the sort of compliance they were looking for out of securing the room with the documents, things like that, seems really unimaginable to me. It seems like they must have, I hope they have more than just that. This was someone who tried to use his power in the FBI to take out Donald Trump, and even he is going, whoa, wait a second here. This is really, really heavy-handed. And so far, we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard a peep from Biden. We haven't heard a peep from Eric Garland. Um... And that's, and that's where this stands. And frankly, the rest at this point is speculation. People want to speculate about what this means for 2024, which is funny because we have a midterm election in front of this. And to slowly pivot to that, one thing that I've been thinking about since last night is over the past week, we've seen something that Democrats always do when they get a little bit of power. And that is, because they're such short-sighted, emotionally stunted children, that's what you have to be in order to be a liberal. You have to let your wild emotions control your life instead of having reason and, and um, you know, any sort of control over your being. And... If we go back to the early part of the 2010s, we'll recall a time when Harry Reid was Senate Majority Leader. And in order to get, start getting a bunch of Obama's justices through low, to lower courts, he got rid of the 60-vote threshold. So now 51 votes to confirm a judge in the United States Senate. So what did Mitch McConnell do with that once Mitch McConnell became Senate Majority Leader? Precedent's been set. We're using it for the Supreme Court. Meet your new justices, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Comey Barrett. You don't need 60 vote. There's no 60 vote threshold on those three. 
And it was because of that short-sighted decision by Harry Reid to not go through the process that had been followed for the previous 200-plus years, Democrats kick, scream, cry, moan about the 50-vote threshold, the 51-vote threshold when it comes to Supreme Court justices. And they also kick and moan about getting rid of the filibuster. I can't help but think in the last three weeks, in the last, in the last week, we saw three things that show that Democrats are so far over their skis right now that they are walking into setting themselves up for decades and decades of pain. Because last night changed American politics forever. You had, a, you had a president. Remember, the Department of Justice is part of the executive branch. The Attorney General, the head of the Justice Department, answers to one person. That's the President of the United States. Make no mistake about this. The executive branch and Department of Justice are intertwined. And there's no possible way Joe Biden didn't know about this. Well, There's no possible way he didn't okay this. Except for the this. fact that he has dementia. So. There's no possible way someone high up in that administration didn't okay this. Whoever's pulling the strings definitely Whoever's knows. pulling the strings okayed this operation, whether it was Biden himself, whether it was Jill, whether it was Ron Klain, whoever's actually running the ship, someone okayed this operation. Number two, Merrick Garland okayed this operation. Why did Merrick Garland think that a president who had already handed over loads of documents earlier this year when asked for wouldn't continue complying. He already shown it asked. They've already had communications with the lawyers. They've been in contact with their lawyers. That's it. You just needed a couple boxes of stuff so you sent the FBI in? That's not what you do. That's not what the FBI is used for. But these three things started last Tuesday. And last Tuesday, of course, we saw a lot of um, MAGA candidates win. And one of the reasons we saw some MAGA candidates win Republican primaries were that Democrat groups poured funding into those MAGA candidates with the thinking, with the thinking that, well, these extremists, they're going to turn off only independents in these congressional districts, so it'll be easier to get a Democrat in. Okay. Are they wrong or are they right? Well, we'll find out in November. Well, yeah. We're going to find out but in I'm November. But asking your opinion. But Democrats and Republicans are both looking at this and going, wow, it's kind of a bold strategy from the, from the far left wing of the party there. That's, that's interesting. Um, because there are no guarantees in this life. And they may have... They could not have possibly predicted that American political scene would look like it is this week, one week ago, because we're in a completely different territory now, and we know what side just got charged up, and it's the Republicans. The Republicans just got supercharged. We're all coming out to vote. If there was one person, if there was anyone who was on the fence last night about voting in this election, they got right off the fence. The second thing was this bill. $80 billion towards IRS. Double the number of IRS agents. We're going to audit people who are just trying to make ends meet. We're going we're gonna to audit people 
who uh, who get Venmo twenty five bucks on their friends in order to uh, you know because they braided their hair. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. Classic classic overreach. Classic overreach. We're going to send billions of dollars to green ener- to to quote unquote green energy projects that'll produce nothing because there's there's no requirement for them to do so whatsoever. It's just pie in the sky numbers that can never be that don't have to be proven. Um, and we're sending the IRS after you. And then last night, the FBI raid. Classic overreach. These are three things that just show us that, that, that as a whole, the Democrat Party is in a place of, of such irrational confidence heading into November. Mm-hmm. The thing that we need to do on the right, the thing that we need to focus on is keeping our eye on the prize and keeping Americans focused on what's happening to them and how it's Democrats that are causing your prices in the supermarket to continue to go up because we're not seeing any relief there. We're not seeing relief in the housing market. We're not seeing, and, 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 and now, and now you're going to be paying more in taxes because you got your own personal IRS agent. Oh, and by the way, um, we're now sending the FBI uh, against our political enemies. Does that sound like a recipe for Democrat success in November or Republican success? I don't know. Kind of depends where the abortion issue plays out. The abortion issue, I know. It's just such this. But let me tell you, no one's talking about abortion this week. That's true. No one's talking about abortion this week. And as we chatted about, there's a difference. When we chatted about the Kansas abortion bill last Thursday, remember what we said about that. There's a difference between voting on an issue and voting for a candidate. Mm-hmm. There are people who are pro-abortion who will vote for Donald Trump. There are people who are pro-life who will vote for Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, it's, not a, it's not always a candidate-specific issue. When 75% of the country says there should at least be, ex- for, there at the minimum has to be exceptions for rape, incest, life of the mother. That's how you know it's not, there's, like everything in well, life, it's just one gigantic gray area. Um, but but the point that I wanted to make is that like what Harry Reid did and what the Democrats did with those, with those justices and getting rid of that 60-vote threshold, they didn't realize that five, six, seven, eight years later, there would be a president, Donald Trump, who would be able to put whoever he wanted on the Supreme Court because of that. Yep. And they're doing a lot of these things now. They're politicizing the FBI. What makes them think that someone might not be elected president who might go, oh, yeah, I'm weaponizing the Department of Justice. I'm going after all my enemies. Precedent's been set. That's why what happened last night was so dangerous. So much of this country runs off of precedent. Presidents don't do things because previous presidents didn't do things. That's not how you do it. That's not how you operate. That's not how you. That's not how you're off. That's not how you conduct yourself in office. I'm just sitting here as a Republican tonight, and I'm going. You know, if we just keep our wits about us, don't react too emotionally. We should be fine. If we start trying to burn the country down, 
then we got a whole other issue on our hands. But I do think at this point, this is a case to, hey, everyone, three months, keep it cool. Let's let the election do our talking. And then once we get in power January, indictment city. What Judge Janine said, don't even, don't even bother with the investigations. Just start indicting people. So I'm sitting here on the edge of my seat wanting to know about this live thing because you said that it was the lead story and now we're almost 30 minutes in and we haven't talked about it i <laughs> just leave me hanging over here i'm just leaving you hanging over here do you really want do you really want to no, know do you no. really want to give do you want the rundown do you want the rundown from the joke at the no. beginning no no the last point i want to make about the FBI thing and the Department of Justice is remember what happened last year, Department of Justice sided with the teachers unions, called the, called the parents of Loudoun County enemies. Um, just remember that, a terrorist, sorry. They labeled them terrorists, not enemies. They labeled the, the, the parents of Loudoun County terrorists. And remember, they have not protected any of the Supreme Court justices that have had their houses. So th- th- this, is, this is a 100% purely political Department of Justice that is allowing anything to happen to Republicans. So, so just, just be careful out there. Um, but honestly, I think the thing that we most have to be careful about uh, in our society is just this continued... Um, See, this is what happened last night when we were, we were doing a little bit of show prep and I couldn't get through reading the story out loud. And I, I, there's really not an appropriate transition to it other than there's just the clash of generations in this society that's going on right now is just absolutely incredible. And what happened in, in Port Townsend, Washington, um, is just... Oh, story from the New York Post. 80-year-old Washington state woman banned from YMCA after demanding a trans employee leave locker room. This woman's name is Julie Jamin. I saw a man in a women's bathing suit watching maybe four or five little girls pulling down their suits in order to use the toilet. I asked if he had a penis, and he said it was none of my business. I told that man to get out right now. (laughs) Jamin said she was alerted to the trans employee being in the women's locker room while she was showering and, quote, heard a man's voice. She alerted a pool staffer to the incident and was stunned when the staff member told her she was being discriminatory and was banned from the pool forever. The staffer also allegedly said that police would be called. 80-year-old woman, she's a threat. She didn't ask me what the problem was. If I was okay, nothing about me. It was as if she was waiting to pounce on me. The Port Townsend Police Department told Fox News Digital that no official police report was filed, but the department provided an incident report on the matter. The incident reports that Jamin had an emotional response to a strange male being in the bathroom. I'm sorry, and which bathroom was it? It was the women's bathroom. A man in the women's restroom. 
near young girls and is hoping not to be trespassed from the pool. <laughs> Wendy Bart, the CEO of the Olympic Peninsula YMCA, shared additional details. She stands behind her employees' actions in their confrontation with Jamin and that the 80-year-old woman told the transgender staff member, quote, you're going to stick your blanking penis in those little girls, a statement Jamin denies making. I am an 80-year-old woman, and I do not talk like that. <laughs> so classic. Like, how could they possibly say that that 80 year old woman would say that and also their words people like do we not know how to have a civil conversation well that's my favorite part my favorite part is she's like there's a man in the women's locker room and their response is we're calling we're banning you from the pool and we're going to call the police right why was it not you know a discussion and then i'm sure she would still be upset because i would be upset uh, and then they could handle it from there. But it, no, uh, just immediate, gotta call the police. It's just too much. It's just too good. Um, I, I, God I, bless the police for not filing anything because I, I mean, I, there wasn't anything there. Right. But. I mean, this is, you know what? I, if that's all the police have to do there, maybe we should defund the police. <laughs> But anyways, I think I think I, I I'm not sure I'm not sure if Port Port Townsend is going to take over the the town name of the 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 town that we're going to make fun of. I still think getting rid of your library is worse than just a, I don't I don't know what's. We'll have to have a vote on it, or we'll just keep track of them and then we'll do a Mount Rushmore of places you don't want to live. Yeah, <laughs> places where men are allowed to watch little girls undress. I mean, it's just gross. And you're like, no, he's allowed to do that. She's allowed to do that. They have a Kickstarter or GoFundMe for vocal vocal change surgery. Yeah, boy. Because that's how they got outed, trying to peep on little girls because of their deep male voice and their penis. Is this what we're ending it on? This is what we're ending on. There's nothing better to end on. All right, y'all. I'll see you on Thursday. See ya.